while we set the round table, let's pour our libations. Kick it off by thanking their sponsors. Always support those who support you, you feel me? And with that being said, I'm going to do you the best favor I can do. That crack iPhone you got, my G, that ain't player. That ain't professional. And you too, young lady, that ain't cute. Holla at iRepairMobile on the Instagram and iRepairMobileNC for the Twitter. And make sure you use that Talk That Talk promo code that's pound TTT. And while you at it, check out the latest and the freshest gear at antihype.us. I ain't going to talk you to death. The round table is set. So let's go ahead and talk that talk where we sat down with my brother from another Showtime, man. I mean, a man behind the scenes. If you know Showtime, you definitely know he behind the scenes with a lot of things. But I mean, my man Showtime spoke on, you know, his journey of chasing his dream, man. I mean, he, he this one's pretty much one for the uh, motivational purposes only, man. I mean, Showtime is a brother I met a few years ago on a on a journey of finding myself and he, man, this brother has uh, helped me tremendously with my with the progression of my ideology, and I'm I'm just here honored to just to, to bounce ideas off this gentleman, man, and to just have him t- tell you the upbringing of himself, and and just to motivate people to to get out and do their dreams, and 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 get out and do something, man. And uh, with, with no further ado, I would like to present this talk that talk roundtable discussion, and let's go ahead and politics show tizzle. You know what it is, you know what it ain't. It's your boy Flash A. Ray. You know my name, you know my gang, and I'm doing what I usually do, talking that talk, and I'm here on home block, but the same rules apply. Never serve a nigga where you sleep at. And I'm here with the home block representative, my brother, Show Tizzle right now, man. He, a lot of inspiration from him that comes behind why I do talk that talk. So I'm I'm honored to even have this young brother here. I mean, uh, a, a businessman. I mean, wh- whatever you need to call him. I mean, dream chaser, everything, man. I mean, that's what he do, man. We gonna get into a little bit of uh why he's uh he, he we we in a little bit of rush right now. He's he's about to get on a flight to go back home to Seattle, but he's from the seven oh photo. But um we we'll get into how he you know uh just packed up and left, man. That's why I called him a dream chaser, man. He doing what he love to do and it, 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 inspiration, man. But no further ado, I'll let my man Show Tizzle actually Showtime for the, for the people in Charlotte that do know Show for sure <laughs> and uh, definitely from the East Side. And if you don't know, you should know. And if you do know, you know why you know they call him Showtime. Yeah, man. I think you definitely covered everything, man. My mama called me Show, so you got to call me Show. You know what I mean? But uh, people call me Showtime for for different reasons. I normally just go by Show because, you know, that's that's more appropriate these days. Yeah, there's no W on that, by the way. When I see people spell it with a W, they obviously don't yeah, know Yeah, they me. don't know you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's impossible. It's all good. <laughs> but, you know, I still appreciate them even reaching out to me, so. But yeah, man, thank you for having me on this because I, I appreciate what you're doing because you like providing a platform for the culture and people that look like me and you, but not only that people that look like me and you, but like they come from where we come from because a lot of people, they want to portray like they come from where I come from, but they're not really from the essence. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, that's a fact. I don't, I don't, I don't associate with those people, but I appreciate you doing what you're doing for the people that's like me and you. Yeah, I, it ain't no thing. I mean, like I said, you're a lot of inspiration behind this because I mean, behind the scenes, behind the scenes. I mean, we we, we didn't uh we didn't build a, a hell of a relationship, man. I definitely yeah, call yeah. you a brother from another, man. I mean, <laughs> when I'm around your family, it's a hey, that's it's all love. It, it, it's, it's all love. I, I mean, again, I'm on home block right now. Yeah. I got look, my passport stamped. Oh, you good? I don't man. know if you, I don't know if y'all's is, but my yeah. passport stamped. You, you definitely me? can't just pull up over here and hop out and think shit. <laughs> that's sweet. a fact. Because it, it looked nice, but you know. 
so you know, I'm, I'm speaking to home block, a home block, real Holly and things like that. I mean, I did say you're from Charlotte, North Carolina, but where exactly is Showtime really from? I mean, what, what, what's your, your 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 upbringing? I mean, you 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 probably to Charlotte, man. I gotta I gotta be honest. Um, the first like the earliest neighborhoods, I'll just do it like that because I don't moved around a bunch because my mom, you know, she was she was on the move. I say the first neighborhood I remember living in that was like our own crib and our own spot was like Earl Village, and they 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 destroyed that shit because it's like first ward first ward now, and uh, after we moved from Earl Village, we moved to uh, I want to say Delahaye Courts, mm-hmm. and if you know anything about Charlotte, you know Delahaye Courts or DC, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a pretty pretty big hood staple. And <laughs> we moved from Delahaye Courts and Delahaye Courts, we moved to Greenville, I want to say. But we was really at JT Williams, cause that's where my grandma stayed. JT Williams, and uh, we bounced from JT Williams, kind of like the Delahaye Courts, Delahaye Courts to Greenville, from Greenville to Tanglewood. And once this is where my life changed like crazy, cause once we moved from Tanglewood, we moved to Hickory Grove, and that's like the east side. Yeah, I say, that that's was the east side right there. See, I heard yeah, all the other hoods right. that you just said. I mean, from people that have been on my podcast, from Elevator yeah. J to VVG. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, those two have you know talked about. Literally all, all of those hoods that you just spoke on. So I mean, I, I am um, familiar with them. I mean, you know, for the people that that do know, I ain't from Charlotte, so you yeah. know, I gotta get schooled on this. You True. know what I mean? I'm good. from the culture, but not this culture. It's you know what good. I mean? So you from the essence, you right? Yeah, it's from the essence. So I, hood I, I, is a hood. right, I got to relate. I get I get to relate and things like that. So you named a, a good amount of spots right there. Before we get into the life changing thing, when you moved to Hickory Grove on the east side, yeah. where was where was the the longest point of time where you stayed at one place at that? That time where you was moving back from Tanglewood to Delahaye, you know, to the uh, DC, you know, all of those places like that, man. Um, I would say, I'm gonna be honest, man. Memory that it ain't really like my strong suit to be honest, and I get flack for that all the time. But uh, I would say the the neighborhood that was most impactful for me, or I felt like did the most for me as my in my childhood, was probably Greenville, because like I played football over there for the uh, PAL, the Police Athletic League, and shit like that. And that was big, you know what I'm saying? Because if you was a hood nigga, you know about Greenville Recreational Center. Mm-hmm. Like, you was day balling. You was in that. What side of town is that on? That's, like, right down the street. It's, like, right off, uh, I want to say, Graham, like, area and shit like that. So, I'm going to say, like, north side-ish, you know what I'm saying? But it was, it was, it was wild because uh, it was almost like every hood nigga from different sides would be coming over there. And they got to because if they played sports, which nine times out of ten you did because your parents didn't want you getting it, you know lost in the sauce you right. come over there so i say greenville that's where i learned how to do backflips and yeah, shit you like look, that you're so, a real good nigga you know how to yeah. do backflips that's for sure yeah that's man. for sure because i go and but we look we did backhand springs the other day yeah. in the front yard we look, did see, look. I had to test it out yeah, yeah, yeah sure look this nigga holla, look 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 ray look look <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's crazy so you know um so let's get into the the, the life-changing part of the upbringing because i mean you're you're very uh eclectic guy man your your, your background your, your i mean you, your accent you really don't even sound like you from charlotte man so i mean i guess that's the bouncing around thing right there i mean you Probably. got a little southern twang to it but not really you know how, how you would get if you go to the west side or you know the south side north side east side you know that, that you, they got their own slangs because yeah. uh, on each side don't get me wrong but you don't really you you don't have a set staple type of you know I get that a lot you, you don't, you don't people, have that people think i'm from new york because the way i sound then they see the way i dress and they think i'm from california so it's like <laughs> 
hey, I'd like, be all over the like place, I say, you are eclectic individual, man. Because yeah. a, a lot of people are gonna wonder why. Well, why he got Showtime on the on the podcast? But you will know it. Look, if you don't know, you will know. For look, if you do know, for the people that do know who Show is, they like, oh shit, Show on 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 the motherfucking talk that talk because they know who they know what he's known for. I but, mean, this um, is a platform I always wanted to be on. Too soon as I seen you doing this shit, I was like, yo, like. Not only did I wanted to point out a couple of people who I feel like you got to interview in the city, but I was like, yo, I would love to do it just because, you know, I feel like I got a story to tell based off the crazy shit I done been through. And I'm only 25, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but, so, you know, moving to Hickory Grove. So, yeah. you know, wh- wh- why would you call that the, the life-changing point of your life, man? Shit, because, to be honest, I'm from, I'm from fucked up area. All those neighborhoods I just named, those ain't no good places. Like, people glorify those areas and, you know. They shoot their videos over there and shit like that because if you you from that, that's what you from. That's what you know. But I was able to, like, come from that and my mom, you know, made a transition to the point where we could better our lives. So once we moved, it was an eye-opening experience and it changed my life because it's no, you know, disrespect to Hickory Grove area, but that's like the suburb, you know I mean, right? it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I started, no I had white neighbors now. It is, you know what it is, saying? yeah. I had a white neighbor. I never had white neighbors. I moved neighbors. to Charlotte to get out the hood. You right, feel me? So, exactly. I so, mean, that's just a fact. <laughs> that's, that's what was going on. So when we moved to Hickory Grove area, I was appreciative of that because we that was our first house. You know, we was living in townhouses and apartments and stuff like that. That's when I, it, it clicked with me. Like, yo, my mom not, she not playing around. Like, she want us to be better than that shit we came from. So, once I realized it, it motivated me to do you know better in myself. So I was like, we in a better area. We we new school. I got I got white neighbors. Everybody got trampolines and bikes and shit like that. So I'm like, yo, this this is for us. This is it showed me that I could attain better. So that's why that shit changed my life pretty much. Okay, so let me ask you this then. I mean, cause I uh, it's uh, um for the people that don't know and should know again. I mean, let let's take it back. Take a little step back right now because. You know, you, you, you reference y'all a lot when you, you know, talked about your mother and yourself. So do you have any other siblings that siblings that oh, you yeah, you know yeah. that were rumbling around with you, you know, For at sure. that point in time? Yeah. You I know, gotta, when you were bouncing back around from those uh those you know, home from home to home until you got to Hickory Grove. Yeah. You know, do you have any siblings? Yeah, man, I got a, a older brother and I got a little sister. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I got guy brothers too. I got two guy brothers, but I treat them like they're my brothers, so they treat me the same way, so that, those are my brothers. I feel so. that. I mean, so what what impact then did your uh you, you say you had an older brother, correct? Yeah. So what impact did your older brother you know play on uh on you at that time? Because I mean, I, I, uh knowing you now, I mean, yeah. you 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 got an old soul, so I know it ain't just come from nowhere. I mean, yeah, I know nah. a lot of the influences around you probably definitely affected those things. For sure, uh, my older brother was a. Uh, <laughs> I can say like he was ahead of his time in in the sense that he was real cunning and, and and whenever he wanted to do something he would think about 10 10 paces about doing it versus just like well I could do this and do it he was like on some stuff well I can do this and this is how I can do it and once I've done it this is the next step from doing it and once I'm done with that I can move on with this and that just made me think you know what I'm saying like for the longevity of things and his actions he didn't really act like that but once you you sat back and seen how he got to where he was when he was doing these actions. You had to think like this took a thought process and he, you know, it was a, a blueprint for him to do these things. And so I had to implement that same type of, you know, thought process in my life because normally I'm like impulsive, you know, b- before I realized this tr- like character trait of my brother. So I started implementing that and he, you know, he changed my thought process and my mentality about how I also perceive people because I thought 
you know, a lot of people was my friends and stuff like that, and they had my best interest at heart, but he never really was so trustworthy. Like, if you weren't family or you didn't treat people like family when you became friends, he was wary of you, and that, that molded me for the better, but it also probably jaded me in a way where I don't probably go out of my way to meet certain people, but I feel like if your energy is right and the universe is right, we'll meet anywhere. Yeah, that's how so, the game goes. Yeah, that's how, he did that for that's me. That's how we met, actually. Right. That, I mean, which <laughs> right. we, we would get to that as well. I mean, so, you know, all right, at this point in time, I mean, again, we've been stuck on Hickory Grove for a little while, so because I want to even get to the point again to uh, where we met. So, right. you know, get, get into Hickory Grove. So was that middle school era or getting to high school at that point in time? Because, I mean, a lot of the things that you talked about, like how you said Greenwood, for example, you said that's, you know, PF, PFYFL, whatever. PAL. PAL, my fault. You know, so that's their childhood at that point in time. So Hickory Grove, is that high school and middle school, that type of era there? Nah, not even. Like Hickory Grove, I was still in elementary school. I was in fifth grade when I moved to Hickory Grove. And then we stayed over there for about a year. I went over there. Met some cool people, uh, you know, actually, like, some people I got real close with, but we was over there for, like, a year. I went to uh, Hickory Grove Elementary School or whatnot, and um, that's where I met a couple people you know that I know now, like, uh, Aaron, she's a DJ, Mickey Blends. Oh, yeah, Mickey Blends, yeah, yeah shout out to Mickey you know Blends. I got to sit down with her. I've been yeah. with Spose, too. She's been it's, on my ass about it, too, though. crazy. And I know she's going to probably listen to it and say, yeah, nigga, I've been on your ass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you you got to handle that. She cool Blends. peoples, man. You got to check her out. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, you but, know, so you met uh, Mickey Blends there. Who else, yeah. actually? That One of my best know? friends. Oh, well, uh, who else did I meet at Hickory Grove? That's really it, cause I was I ain't gonna lie, I was like a geek, you know. I ain't gonna say a geek, but I was like, you know, I wasn't from there, so I was a new kid, so they didn't really, they didn't fuck with me, so I only hung out with like three people: my homeboy Lil John, God bless the dead, my nigga Trey, you know what I'm saying. I hung out with him a lot, uh, my nigga Trev, I was kicking with him, but really just just really it was Trey Brown, me and Lil John. And that was it. You know what I'm saying? We was just eating lunch together. Oh, and Daryl. How can I forget? A Daryl, yeah. A Daryl? My, my nigga Daryl. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I met a Daryl in fifth yeah. grade, too, matter of fact. We used to always Little play home. basketball shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, used I to rap or whatnot. Yeah. Damn, yeah. That was my dog, too. We always used to kick it, but that was Hickory Grove. And then we moved to, uh, to like, the Burbs, Burbs from there. We moved to Man Hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah Man Hill is the yeah. Burbs. And real, I was like, real. that was, I, at first, it was a culture shock to me because all of my neighbors were white then. Like, we was the only black family in that neighborhood. So, that was like, whoa. Yeah, that's how I was. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I came to Charlotte, like, I came to Charlotte, I got my my own room and shit, a two-story crib. I ain't never seen no, I ain't never been in no shit like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, moving from Maryland where I was at, I, I wasn't, me particularly wasn't staying in the projects. Yeah. But, I mean, where I'm from is the hood. So, it don't really right. matter what crib you stay in. It's right. just the fucking hood. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? So coming here, it was the same way. And I, I moved a little bit outside of Mint Hill. You know where gotcha. I stand yeah. right now. So, I mean, that's the birds. Same area, you know. You feel yeah. me? That's the birds to me. That's the general location. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of You can't go outside and walk two minutes to the nearest park to play basketball with all the hood niggas and the things that your mom tell you not to do. Or happening there, you're not yeah. from the hood. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, and that ain't like, like no, no shade or nothing. Because it's funny how Charlotte is because it's a lot of hood niggas. In those suburban areas because of so much gentrification and, like, them rebuilding and knocking down projects, as they call them, and shit like that. So, I met a bunch of hood niggas in those suburbs, to be honest. Like, Lawyer Station, that's the neighborhood I moved to. I mean, hell, that was not a good neighborhood. Like, Yeah, I know. I was going to get to <laughs> like, that. I was going to get yeah. the Morris Farms days, man. Yeah. I mean, because... 
I, I know that you not didn't really particularly stay in Moore's Farms, if yeah, I'm not nah, mistaken. I didn't even live but in But I just farms, know nah. that you, you know, ran with a lot of them guys at yeah, that point in time. Those are my I mean, guys. So, I mean, actually, you know, uh, from, from the elementary days, and then, you know, you met, you met uh, again, God bless the dead, Lord John. Yeah. You know, uh, um, Adaro. Yeah. Uh, you know, Trey Brown. Mickey Blends, Trey Brown. You know, those, those uh, great people there. So, you know, um, high school life, because that's where I met you at that yeah, point in time. But Big transition. Yeah, man, because at the time where I met you, I mean, you was the, the infamous Showtime, man. Yeah. I mean, you was out here rambling and rambling around these streets, man. You was doing yeah. your thing out here, got your name out here for sure, for sure. I had to grow I, up. It, it Was that the time where people really started calling you Showtime at that point in time? Yeah, that's where I got that handle. I, I didn't make that shit up. Like, I, I don't sit around and think of clever names. Yeah, call I don't myself. think people should, actually. I had got to independence uh it was what, my ninth grade year my freshman year and i was on some <laughs> some gang banging shit heavy like that was that was my life like, i was really with that culture and uh so yeah because of that i was d- having heavy demonstrations and people didn't a lot of people didn't like me you know mm-hmm. on one particular day uh dude hit me in the back of the head with some brass knuckles on my birthday too man it was cold where at uh, in the lunch line at, at school in in school yeah oh, in the cafeteria man. came up behind me and punched me in the back of the head with some brass knuckles i like collapsed a little bit he, ain't knock your ass out. He, he almost knocked me out almost i was like dazed and i was like on my knees i'm like getting up mr frazier he's like an yeah, administrator I remember, yeah I remember mr. my frazier. brother went there a few years before so <laughs> mr frazier fuck with my, my brother so he fucked with me so he ran up and i'm like as i'm coming to he was like hold me i'm like yo mr frazier like this nigga just hit me with some brass knuckles I'm about to beat this nigga's ass. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, I was like, yo, if you let me go, man, I'm just get get my, my, my face back and then you can, you know, walk away. He's like, yo, if I let you go, you gotta beat his ass. I was mm-hmm. like, let me go. <laughs> Mr. Frazier, cool. You nigga let me go. And, yeah, that's what happened. I got suspended for ten days, obviously. Yeah, they tried to arrest yeah. me and shit, but I only turned fifteen that day, so they couldn't do shit. Come back to school from suspension, go back to the beehive, which is where all the, the homies was hanging and shit in front of the bathroom. If you know about that, then you know what went down okay, over so there. So you, you, uh, you heard the man say beehive, so yeah, it's it ain't beehive. no secret to yeah. what, the, what the guy gang life yeah. was like. I mean, he was at the beehive. I go back to the beehive, and the homies are sitting there, they politicking, and everybody piecing me up and shit. They was like, yo, that nigga show crazy. I think it was showtime. That nigga was going in. I'm like, yo. Who the fuck is Showtime? And they was like, yo, that's you. Yeah, no, that, no one <laughs> behold, that is you, my uh, man. Then, yeah, I, I kind of, I ain't go front. When they said it, I thought the shit was corny. I was like, Showtime, I don't really like that oh, shit. No, Showtime is cool. And man. then, well, that's what it is. I, I, I thought it was cool, but it's like, ah, nah, I don't really like that because these niggas gave me the name. But it was a, a natural, it happened naturally. So since they gave it to me like that, I was like, whatever, I run with it. And then I just ended up just going by show. My mama started calling me that shit. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's solidified now. My mom don't even call me. Oh, so, I know. DJ oh, and I shit know. like that. She called me show, so yeah. Oh, I already know. I've, I've been, I've been <laughs> there. And, and, and your mom did definitely show. Right, and, yeah. And said a lot of things after that as well. Right, but, right, yeah. You know, but um, <laughs> it, it, so, you know, high school life, man, because that was a, a, a staple in just not uh, your life, my life, but just every uh person's life i feel it's like a big I deal. Mean, yeah man high school is a big deal that's where you really get to know if you popular you it's lame. life yeah, yeah it's it, for real like i mean <laughs> it's so minuscule when it really come down to it because you know way further down the line you realize really realize how stupid high school was yeah but now we're at the like we at the part of our life where high school was so important yeah it was it was important socially i feel like yeah it's yeah, a, it's, yeah, a social, right. it's like a social experiment right getting it's ready she, for the workforce right exactly that, yeah that that's what i mean by yeah. it i yeah. mean i ain't <laughs> really saying that you know it shaped you in the sense of it, it, it if you was popular in high school you was popular for the rest of your life nah no. that shit ain't that yeah. ain't how that people go. think that though yeah that that's how, how people that think go. like yeah according to social media you might be this popular if you was this cool and hot. Nah. nah 
That's what they think, though. They think there's a correlation right there. Nah, I was halfway popular back in high school. I just did my thing. If you know me, you knew me. That's it. (laughs) But, um, so, you know, so Showtime, man. I mean, so, all right, uh, high school was a good time in in your life. I mean, so, actually, let me me take a step back, though, because I do want to get into this. Because I want to actually get into... The, the 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 beehive lifestyle lifestyle <laughs> man because how how did you actually get brought into the gang lifestyle man because i mean that's not really a, a, a southern sh- or of really a charlotte type of thing i mean when i came here don't get me wrong when i was in high school ninth grade was your 10th grade year yeah niggas was banging hard like everybody was banging hard but i didn't understand it because me from maryland we don't got no gangs right like we got hoods like yeah. your hoods and then niggas know <laughs> who real and who niggas know who not but yeah. we don't have no games like this shit confused me, man. So, uh, how did you even get brought into that? Family, you know what I'm saying. I wasn't going out trying to seek getting involved in the gangs. I used to think, well, I, I like criminal history first of all, so I ain't even going front. I like gangster shit, or like, uh, I like to see uh, smart criminals getting like ma- like massive mining, you know, multi million dollar operations, but they still taking care of their family and provide like for the community. G- give an example for the people that I like don't Salvatore really understand. Luciano. Okay, that's like a big influence of mine. It was Lucky going over Luch. their head. Yeah, you know? Lucky Luciano. I mean, he was in the mob though. Like people don't know, they like John Gotti, but Lucky Luciano started the commission. Like he really like made it like a business type of situation. Like you can't just be the boss of all bosses and do what you want to do. Like we gonna come sit down, we gonna talk about it. We're going to come to a mutual agreement amongst every one of the respective bosses of their family, and then that's how we're going to handle it. Versus, you know, you being the bosses of all bosses and you telling us what to do. That, that type of stuff don't fly. So once I, like, started getting into that history, it, it led me to, like, history and criminal history in a, on a national level instead of international because they was really from Italy and then New York. So I started just looking locally, and the closest thing for me was gangbanging. And so... <laughs> My cousin, he was from New York, and that's really where they, they really, like, started this whole East Coast gangbang and shit. That shit started in prisons in New York and then came down, like, the Eastern Shore or whatnot, or the Eastern Coast, I should say. But my ties started there, but they go back to the West Coast as well because I got big homies that be traveling back and forth. And I used to make trips to South Carolina, and that's where the gangbang life is, like, really heavy. But, yeah, just my family members, they was always involved with it, so that's that's how I got, you know, involved in me. I wasn't out there seeking out getting into no gang or one of those guys who was 16 and just started gangbanging. That wasn't that. me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that that's what, that's what really kind of confused me because, you know, coming down here and seeing people gangbanging and doing it the way they were doing it, I mean, I'm like, you know, maybe that they're doing it for a fad and things like that. So, it, like I said, it confused me, but, you know, knowing people and getting to know people and understanding how the, the, the culture got uh, glued onto them, then, yeah. you know, it makes it makes a lot of sense to it. I mean... I'm not so, no active gang member, though. So yeah, I mean, like that, you're I don't a businessman. Cool, yeah, you know you're saying? a businessman now. And, and speaking of businessman, what does uh, retro soul mean to you? And actually, before we get into that, I think we need to take the time out to thank our sponsors. I know I have a lot of iPhone subscribers, and we tend to get careless with our hooks at times, but I'm here to let you know that iRepair Mobile can pull up on you on the spot. Just shoot a quick email to iRepairMobile55 at gmail.com or send a photo of that cracked screen to the Instagram page at iRepairMobile, and when you do so, make sure you use that Talk That Talk promo code. That's pound TTT. And while you're at it, get your latest fashion with anti-height clothing. Shop at antihype.us if you're looking for the flying exclusive. Anti-hype is the way to go. And let's go ahead and get into it.
Retro soul means to me, uh, you know, just an old soul or the embodiment of what I've, I've been being told my entire life. Like people always meet me and be like, yo, you don't really act like you, your age. I've been hearing that my whole life. People always tell me I look like my dad anyway, so I feel like I'm just like a retro, a retro version of him. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I ran with that. And um, <clears throat> I had to try to figure out a way to creatively express what I was being told. And so I came out with, with a retro soul, which... I felt like would creatively express myself at that time and what I was doing. So, so I mean, for uh, uh, at the time, I mean, because I mean, that was that your first uh, business venture? Because I mean, I, I brought up again for the people that don't know, and if you knew at the time, I mean, he, uh, him, and a business partner, um, uh, Aaron, uh, if I'm not mistaken, had uh, retro sold the clothing line that they uh, came out with. Um, what was it? what year was that? Probably about what 2012. Like no, it had to be before like, that. Yeah, it was like in 2015. Or- or, or after that, you saying? Yeah, it was around there. Like, we came up with that because I, I was in my, it was like when I had an apartment. This was a while ago, man. But I don't remember exactly when I started it. I told you guys earlier, my memory is kind of like spotty <laughs> these days. But hey, I mean, know, it if it's impactful, it I'll I mean, remember it. So, what what made you you know start the the, the, the transition from? I mean, because you are saying you're not an active gang member now, so yeah, you nah. know I brought up Retro Soul again for that transition. I mean, just to even speak on that. I mean, so how did you even transition from the the the, the gang bang mentality to the, the the businessman? I mean, you did speak on how your brother, you know, had uh, several different influences and in how he you know he was calculated, but how he did things. You know what I mean? Even though you know uh, certain people wouldn't agree with what what he was doing, but yeah. if they sat back and, and and comprehend how and why he was doing it, they would understand right. the mastermind. And I did. I, I realized my brother was doing all that wild shit because he didn't want somebody telling him what to do. Uh, for him to be, you know, generating revenue. Now, granted, he took a, a ill approach, uh, it, in some, you know, people's opinion. Um, but what I took from him doing that like that was like he just don't care what people think. He's not gonna allow somebody to control how he expresses himself creatively, and he's not gonna be limited to how he makes money. So I, that's what I took from that. And I'm like, dang, okay, well, that's just an entrepreneurial mind state. Now, granted, he's way more radical. So I had to do it on a on a level that that didn't come off so you know abrasive so i realized that i could create a clothing line that creatively expressed myself in that manner and then i could have creative control over it and i can eventually sell that product and make money myself and no one's telling me what i'm doing or how much money i can make because i'm i'm, I'm making that right you know right. what i'm saying so, so i mean it did and then it had like a some, to me you know a skateboard kind of feel as well though i mean is yeah. that any background of, of yourself of yourself i mean because yeah. I, I I don't I don't know if you just looked at the brands and took like it to other brands and brought it into your nah, brand, but just the the, not the, on purpose. The, the, the the coolness of it. I mean, because that's how I look at skateboard brands. Skateboard brands, yeah. their 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 clothes are looked at as like cool to me. Like, yeah. and I really wouldn't call them hipster. Like, it's not hipster shit to right, me. Right. Like, it's not that. Like, it's not laid back cool. It's cool. Like, I'm cool and it's elegant cool. Right. But it ain't too designer. <laughs> and, and yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. I used to skateboard. That was, like, the first thing I fell in love with, aside from music. I fell in love with music. And then I say, like, I started skateboarding when I moved to Mint Hill. Cameron Keeter. There's this dude named Cameron Keeter. He was a smooth-ass white boy. He lived in my neighborhood. And uh, I would just go to his crib and uh, I would watch him skateboard. And he got to the point where he would just be like, yo, man, you could try some tricks on my skateboard. I'll try to show you how to skate. 
And he ended up, you know, letting me do that. And so, fuck, I got turned out. I was there every day, like, yo, Cameron, can you show me how to do this? Can you show me how to do this? <laughs> and eventually, uh, I just got my mom to buy me, like, a Walmart skateboard or some shit like that. Like, everybody, yeah, everybody right. Did. Tony Hawk made so me I, get a skateboard. I got my terrible. Walmart skateboard. I skated all the way, because he lived on the opposite uh, side of the neighborhood. I skated all the way to his crib, knocked on his door. It was, like, fucking 8 o'clock in the morning. His dad comes to the door, like, yo, Cameron's still asleep. I was like, yo, you just tell him I got a skateboard. Oh, I'm going to wake him up. You know what I'm saying? So he was excited for me. Cameron came outside, you know, like showed me a couple tricks, taught me how to ollie. I learned how to ollie that day, and yeah, it was it was over after that. I was I was getting yelled at for being outside skateboarding all day, and shit like that. So I mean, all right. So you know that that brought brought the play into the the, uh, the 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 skateboarding aspect of the clothing line. So let me ask you this: uh, going to the next thing, because I want to get into your your next ventures. Because I mean, you're a very fashionable type of guy. So what what does good karma mean to you as well? That's got everything to do with me paying it forward and trying to, you know, transcend where I came from, what I've been associated with or things that I've probably done in my past that I'm not really, like, proud of, but they, they are pieces of, like, the man I am today. So in, in some fashion, they contributed to me being a better person. So I just wanted to embody that with these clothes. It's funny because I only did, like, a couple, like, test runs. Man, hey, we just did, like, some test prints. We think maybe 12. Like, like nobody's even even seen it, like, they just probably hit an idea or the name when I tag shit on Instagram, but nobody's seen any pieces from that yet. So I'm kind of excited to like work on that because that's like, that's me. Like mm-hmm. retro soul is, is like me, but I wanted to like share that with my business partner because he helped me come up with that idea. But the good karma thing is like me just really trying to pay back all the like the fucked up shit I feel like I did to random people or people who I cared about and stuff like that. So this time around i'm just gonna give it back to people like a uh what's this show my name is earl type of thing yeah essentially I, look i know the plot about that show but i've never seen it but i think he like goes back and do good deeds yeah, and stuff yo, you have to watch yo my name is Word. Earl. i'm pretty sure i could incorporate something Man, like you that fuck with crab Man. Crab okay Man is the black dude he goes with uh, I think Earl's uh, with the big mustache. Yeah, and the big fro. Yeah, yeah. that's Crabman. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Crabman is pretty funny, man. But yeah, so yeah, that that that's that's pretty dope, man. So just putting expressing yourself. So that's very important to you. Uh, the, just expressing your creativity through yeah. clothing. So or do you plan on with the good karma? Do you plan on rolling anything out uh, pretty soon, or is that just still in the works? And- yeah, well, kind of. This time around, like I want to just make sure everything is, you know. In, in, in store and in order i don't want to i don't want to rush anything and part of this whole good karma thing is about energy and good energy so i feel like once i'm in the right realm of energy it'll flow like it's supposed to and i won't have to like even not not think about things because you always gonna have to think about it but i'm not gonna really have to put too much thought in it because it's just gonna flow right and that's right. how i want it to do so, so. Did, did did the the do you feel like that energy that you that you're seeking with the good karma mm-hmm. the, 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 to bring it out of you so when you can can reveal it to people do you feel as though that you'll get that in seattle because i mean you know mm. since in, in a few hours you'll be hitting yeah, back there i mean so people don't really know me out there so yeah so that's what made me ask that question i mean because it seems like you you're looking for a new beginning to showtime right now man i yeah. mean they're going out there i mean uh we didn't get really to touch on it too much but uh, Showtime not too real uh, not too long ago moved to Seattle what a pro- almost about a year a year yeah, ago a year now, ago now yeah. yeah so uh, a year ago now and 
the man going out there and, and all he does for a living is play for weed play with <laughs> weed all day man i mean if you follow him on snapchat uh, what is your Snapchat actually? All uh, your social media is while while I'm Snapchat asking is I, they're all different because I ain't no rapper, so they're not all the same. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 <laughs> uh, true. That matters. My Snapchat is like kid underscore neutron. Uh, my fucking Instagram is show teasy. That's H O T E E Z Y underscore. And then yeah, my name on Twitter is like underscore underscore the number one of one. Cause my nigga Nipsey Hustle, so yeah. Okay, there we go. That's yeah. all, all the social media. If you do want to go those. follow Showtime, but yeah, if you follow him on Snap, that's all you see him. Yeah, too, it's entertaining man. for some people. They they Black be like and good weed. That's yeah. it. People be like sending me uh, messages like, "Yo, you not at work today?" You know what I'm saying? It's no, like, I'm Damn. at work. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at work. I'm, I'm I'm actually on the clock now. Actually, yeah. you know, but they be wanting to see the weed. So. Yeah, because at first when I first got that job, that's like a dream job for me. So I was posting hella. And I was like, damn, let me chill. I know motherfuckers probably like, man, this nigga, that's all he do is post this shit. And I didn't want right. people to get the wrong idea. Right. Like I'm on some braggadocious shit because that's, mm-hmm. that's not the case. I just, I haven't felt like I worked in a year. And that's that's important to me. So we didn't we didn't add an addendum because I mean you I know you didn't tuned into too many uh, talk that talk so you know the lingo yeah, is eclectic. For sure, for sure. You know what I mean. So we didn't add an addendum to the good karma conversation with the energy being in Seattle because I want I want to also know this too. What even made you really you know move because I you know I, I said my own my own thought process in the sense of wanting a new beginning. But what made you even you know pack up because I mean it was literally. Hey, I'm gonna move to Seattle in a few weeks, and then next thing you know, I was getting a call. Hey, I'm moving, to, I'm moving to Seattle in like two days. Like that, yeah. how did that that happen like that, man? Shit, uh, change is necessary, but it like rarely gets accepted. I feel like, and for a long time, I wasn't accepting the change that I knew I needed. You know what I'm saying? So I kept like stalling myself out. Like cause I've been going to Seattle for like four years now because my cousin live out there. Shout out to Wizzle. Yeah, shout out to that nigga Wiz. He just had a baby and whatnot. Shout out to my goddaughter Cleopatra. Yeah, she's an angel. But, uh, yeah, like, I was going back and forth. And then just seeing the different culture, it's like a melting pot out there. So I got a wave of different, you know, energy and, like, culture from this angle. And then, like, their language is different, different fashion, you know what I'm saying? All different staples of life. And it it inspired me, to be, you know, honest. And not only that, but my cousin was doing something that I kind of inspired him to do. And the fact that he was, like, enjoying doing it so much and having so much fun, I'm like, yo... My man Patrick, and you know, he in the weed industry now. You know what I'm saying? I know if I if I set my mind to it, I probably can get out there too, or get in the video game industry because those are two things that are like on like the top of my list. So I have another friend out there from Colorado. His name Nate. He live out there, and he uh he do trimming. He got like a contract business. He kept telling me like, yo, if you come out here, I can get you a job. I can get you a job. So I hit him up one day like, yo, if you still got that job, I'll probably be out there in like a week or so, just to come visit you and see how it is. He said, yeah, and I don't know, something just told me, like, fuck waiting a week, like, you might as well just spend that week and just drive there, and within that week, you will be out there, and so that's what I did, I hit my cousin up, I was like, yo, you trying to ride me to Seattle? So you drove to Seattle? Yeah, I drove, Man, 36 hours. Man, how, how long did it actually take you in real life, Tom? Uh, probably, probably, like, 36 hours to no, be. No, I mean, no, I'm saying in the sense say. of, like, did you did you take days to no, stop? Or no, you just... we drove straight there. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we literally in gas. real life, hours, 36 yeah. hours. Like, yeah, we stopped, and did that yeah, we stopped the that. gas every time we needed some gas and stopped letting my dog use the bathroom. And that was it. We almost ran out of gas in Nebraska. That was crazy. But Man. Yeah, it wasn't no attendance at the gas station, and you can't use cash. And luckily, I had a car, but. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It's not a gas station in Nebraska 
very often. It's like one every hundred miles. Yeah, I mean, I could the, so. the brass is corn husker, so it sounds like it's a lot of nothing out there. Yeah, it's nothing out there. A lot, a lot of yeah, nothing. A lot, a lot of nothing. nothing. But yeah, I just. I drove out there, Damn, and my man. cousin told him I'll fly him back if he ride with me. We, like, alternated the drive. Mm-hmm. Got there, and then, yeah, that was that. Did you see any crazy animals on the way? I mean, nah. driving through. What was the craziest state that you drove through, man? The craziest state had to be, well, Montana, because the speed limit was 90 miles per hour. 90? So, yes, yeah, so I was going, like, 103 miles per hour the whole time. I mean, time. you can't go slow out there. Then. Nah, nah. It wasn't even nobody on the road, though, so. Well, yeah, we what time kinda, was it? Uh, Around that time, it was, like, 12 o'clock. Oh, okay, I was okay. going through that 12 o'clock. Okay, and then and then bad. Idaho because it was February when I was driving and it was like starting to snow and Idaho was like just a bunch of like loop turns so I'm literally in the Honda Civic like sliding. <laughs> Thankfully my cousin was asleep because we'd been fearing for his life because we was drifting <laughs> we was drifting a lot but yeah I had that thing so he was good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it, it was crazy though. Wow, so you know getting back to you know we added an addendum and you know got the reasons why you went to um Seattle so let let's get back to finding that good energy. For uh, good karma in Seattle, man. So you know you living your dream job out there, you know, and and you you at the point in time where you you really you know want to revamp everything, you know. Uh, um, the 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 retro soul was a uh, uh, um, I don't know if you would call it a super success or what, what, just a, just just in a, it, it was a, a success because you did something that you have never done before. For sure. How about that? And, How about and my that? family looked at me like they was proud. You know what I'm saying? They were smiling when I was passing out clothes. You know. I made a pretty decent amount of money out of my trunk, so to me, it did what it was supposed to do. Right, and that was right, the first right. time I did something like that. So. Yeah, reason reason why I uh, um, wanted to to get get your whole um, ideology and your definition on whether it would been success because I mean you revamping it. Yeah. So I didn't know if you really you know felt as though that you you, you trashed that idea or you're nah. moving on to the next thing. Yeah. So right now you're yeah. just moving on to the next thing. For sure. So that's, that's you, it. With, with good karma, I mean, because I, I can't wait till it comes out. I can't wait till it rolls out because. Uh, um, uh, as much as we talk, I ain't even seen anything from it. So you know, I I can't wait till it rolls out. Um, um, so you 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 about to actually uh, go on this flight not too long, cause I, I really got to wrap it up not too long, and, and and pretty shortly. I mean, we good thirty minutes into it, so I, I the, the listeners can't complain. They got a right. good, got a, a lot of good food for thought. If you ain't motivated uh, uh, by the convo to, to get your ass up and, and do something, man. Get that's it. really all, I, like, that's the message for me. Like, people, like, they want to do stuff, but I don't feel like they understand, like, the legwork that they take to get it done. And that's the question I get all the time. Like, yo, so you really just moved to Seattle? And like, yeah, I, like, got up one day and was like, yo, if I don't go, I'm not going to go. Just like people kind of, like, still be doing the same thing. Like, yeah, I'll do that shit tomorrow or I'll do it the next week. Like, yo, nine times out of ten, if you keep putting it off like that, you're not gonna do that shit. So I just had to realize that I'm an impulsive person anyway sometimes. So I was like, fuck it. I'm I'm just gonna go. And I feel like if you got that mind state to wanna get something done, you're gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna let two thousand miles stop you or you're not gonna let, you know, whatever the case might be, people down you or thinking you can't get it done, you're not gonna let that you're not gonna let that yeah, discourage you. Really, from doing really, it. really wanna do something. Yeah, yeah that's a so. fact. So you know, th- this episode is for motivational purposes only. For real, for real. Don't use this episode for nothing else. Basically. Except motivational purposes only. So, you know, if you come from nothing how we do, get your ass up, get out, and do something. That's just pretty much simple Basically, as that. Yeah. And, 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 and that that literally why I'm doing talk that talk. I mean, again, I, I, I got the motivation from this this gentleman here. I mean, he's actually even the reason why I grew my locks, for real. We had this crib one day. <laughs> like, yo, 
you should grow your shit out like Mad Max. And then from there, I'm like, yup, you matter of fact, you fucking right. Dude, and it's been hey, a year if since, I had man. Hair, I would have grew some dreads. It's, it's been a year <laughs> since, man. So, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely appreciate you for sitting down. I mean, uh, uh, Unfortunately, we we limited with time and we couldn't really get into the nitty gritty and you know and and drink the libations because I mean it's all it's always a a, a a a cause for sacrifice when 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 we gather for at the round table for the talk that talk man. Right. always good convo man and all the bullshit gets sacrificed that's for sure for sure every with that. time and, and and I appreciate you for shitting down just I, I'm gonna call this part one of many for yeah. real because show T show Tizzle was gonna be a, a regular on here when I get get real super mobile because I'm going out to Seattle yeah come Moolah, out Moolah coming out there Moolah tomorrow be out there tomorrow yeah man. tomorrow so I, I, actually tomorrow tonight. meaning when the episode is gonna come out so Moolah yeah, is probably okay. gonna be late. And then when the We're gonna be listening to out. this smoking big joints. So yeah, straight up. Good, good, yeah. good, good. <laughs> smoking that good weed to this, yeah, man. Dude, up. look, if you heard that, you should have been doing this, man. You well, we thirty some minutes since, so I already know they didn't go that good doja, yeah. good doja on only, this now. Only. And, and, and especially if they seen show Tizzle on the uh, uh, on the. Uh, uh, <laughs> Next to the TTT, now I know that they clicked on it and, and definitely fired up that good, that good, good doja and uh, hit that good wax and things like that, man. Right. You, you definitely quality, know how. Yeah, only quality. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna let my man go get on his flight, man. And uh, again, for motiv- motivational purposes only, only. And it's you, you, y'all know how I do. It's Flashy Ray. You know my name. You know my gang, and I'm out. <laughs> I appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. Make sure you follow the Talk That Talk podcast social media pages. Follow the Twitter and Instagram at TLK underscore THAT underscore TLK. For the latest updates for the Talk That Talk media blog, go to tttmedia.co because we a company. And shout out to my royal company, Showtime, for taking out the royal time. Before we hop back on the plane to Seattle, to motivate my listeners and myself to chase your dreams. Man, show us a mastermind that would display his greatness in time with his brand, Good Karma, and other business ventures that this young entrepreneur would definitely venture in, man. And I appreciate uh, Showtime for sitting, taking the time out. Uh, this is one of the shorter episodes, but we gonna uh, the next time you hear Showtime voice, I'm going to be in Seattle. You know, we're going to be smoking good herb and doing what we usually do with it. And I appreciate the healthy convo, man. I definitely know that it motivated a lot of people that that that's you know uh contemplating that big move and contemplating the next move man just just go ahead and do it man you you can't you know sit sit back and sit down on your ass and expect things to happen you got to make it happen for you so so you know uh uh, uh, with listening to this episode again i appreciate y'all for tuning in showtime i hope hopefully you made it safe to your flight and on wednesday at five o'clock it's gonna be three o'clock your time if i ain't mistaken or two o'clock actually three hours behind but you're gonna be tuning into this and you know my name flashy ray you know my name you know my gang and i'm out